0: Listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Hans and Scotty here on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. It is time for another edition of uh, our conversation with uh, James Empey. Empey, kind enough to join us every Monday at 10 a.m. Uh, right out of the gate. Of course, you'll hear him every week, all season long, right here on the Zone Sports Network. And uh, who better to break down Utah BYU than this guy? Because he's uh, he's lived through it pretty much his whole life. He's had a lot of
2: fun with this one, Hans. Um, I just, you think about it. You think about it over the, all the years. the The incredible impact this game's had.
1: Well, we start off the conversation by asking about what it was like to run out on that field in Las Vegas and look up and see a ton of blue in the crowd. Oh, it's awesome! Cougar Nation is great, and
3: wherever we go, there's a great showing. And uh, this, you know, it was it was such a cool venue, such a, a cool place to play, and having it packed was awesome. So. Shout out to Cougar Nation for always being there.
2: Well, take us into the locker room a little bit. What what are their locker rooms like, and what was the the overall facility? I I heard they kind of rushed you guys out of there afterwards and wouldn't let you come back and and celebrate with the crowd either.
4: Yeah, they they had some
3: some it must have been some COVID protocols or some stadium protocols, and um, you know everything was parked under the stadium, so there wasn't really an easy way to get everybody out, and um, so so we kind of just. You know, got on the bus, went through security, got on the bus, and went straight to the plane. But um, it was cool. The the locker rooms were cool. We were actually in UNLV's um, home locker room there at the stadium because they also, uh, you know, play there. And it was, you know, really nice, lots of space and a good place to get set up. So uh, it was such a cool experience this weekend, both with uh, playing Arizona and being in that cool stadium. It was a, a lot of fun.
1: So tell us uh, your thoughts on the game. Uh obviously you jumped out to the early lead and it looked like you're in control. Arizona made things a little interesting, but overall always fun to get a W against a Pac twelve opponent, I'm sure.
4: Yeah,
3: it was it was a, a really fun game and, and I think there's lots of room for improvement. Um and and it was fun to, you know, be in that environment and be able to play against uh this brand new Arizona team. They they're, you know, a whole new team from, from the last few years. They were really well coached and you know they played really hard, so I, I got a lot of respect for those guys, and I think they're going to do well in the future. But uh, we you know we went out there and we had a had a good time, got a win, and and uh, we'll we'll check it out on film today when we all get together and see what we can work on and and uh, move on this week.
2: You know, James, one thing that Scotty and I will never do with you is is expect any type of injury update. We just won't do that. We won't put you into that position where we ask those things. But with that being said. I do want to ask you about on the field moments when Keenan Ellis goes down and how does the team respond? How do you guys come together? Like what do you check in with Keenan? Kind of walk us through that because I think everybody that's listening right now that whether you're BYU fan, Utah fan, college football fan, there was a collective breath that was held. As that game went to commercial, or as people were in that stadium watching things happen, kind of walk us through how the team deals with that, and and how you've dealt with it personally.
3: Yeah, well, anytime there's there's an injury like that where you know everybody kind of gets called in, and you know they're taking all the proper precautions. You know, it's 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 a little nerve wracking, and you and you feel for the player, and you just pray that you know everything's okay. I thought the team did a good job at at rallying around him and, um, you know, wow. sticking together and, and being able to, you know, uh, finish the game after, after all of that. And, you know, pray, we, we sent prayers out for Keenan and his family. And um, from what we know, all, everything is um, – uh, it, it sounds like everything is going to be okay. So, you know, prayers, prayers answered, he's doing all right, and, and we're uh, excited to hopefully have him back in the future.
1: So all off season, um, you know, we kept hearing about uh, and talking about the wide receivers, Puka Nakua, Samson Nakua, and, and, and those guys are going to be great. But but Hans, to his credit, kept telling me, he's like, hey, you know, the guy we need to really keep an eye on and really focus on as we prepare for the season is Neil Pau. He goes out, eight catches, 126 yards. How happy are you for him in that performance?
3: Oh, I'm I'm pumped for him. He, he played a good game and, you know, he, he made some great plays when we needed him and, it's fun to uh, have a guy like that on on our team, and we have lots of guys like that on our team that go out and make big plays, and um, that made some plays, um, you know, Saturday night. So just pump for Neil, pump for uh, his performance, and excited to keep moving forward.
2: How did you feel Jaron controlled the huddle while you guys were out there?
3: I I thought he did a I thought he did a really good job. Jaron Darren has a lot of poise, and and I mean you saw you saw Saturday night he has the potential to make huge plays. Both his arm and with his feet and um, you know we all had just a great time and so it was it was good having him in the huddle. He controlled things well and and uh, we were confident in him.
1: So you know you try to prepare for a team and 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 you got a coach at Arizona who came from the NFL ranks and you can look at coordinators and where they've been and what they've done. but how much different did i mean were you surprised by what Arizona threw at you? Was it something you prepared for? did you have to make adjustments significant adjustments throughout the course of the game?
3: Yeah, and, and every game you have to make some adjustments cuz you get out there and there's going to be something that that wasn't on the film regardless of, you know, when or where you watch the film and where it came from. Um so there was, you know, on-field adjustments, looking at things, um change, changing things, um and they did a really good job at having a lot of variety and and bringing in some stuff in a different way than we've seen on film. So, you know, lots of lots of credit to them for being prepared and and doing well and um, you know, I I think it was a great challenge for our football team to be able to go into an environment like that in a game like that with, you know, that that kind of preparation and being flexible and being able to, you know, roll with the punches and and be on our toes. So I was proud of how we handled it, and I you know I, I look forward to taking what we learned from this week uh, moving forward.
2: Well, you guys should be proud of it. I mean, this defensive coordinator that's got a crazy nickname and I guess throws everything at you. You guys only gave up one sack on the night, so it seems like. As far as the front five is concerned, James, it seems like you guys probably got a couple stickers for the helmet just hitting some goals.
3: Yeah, overall, I was I was proud of how we how we played. I think I came in and and played their butts off and and, and like you know, like I've said a few times, I I think there's a lot to improve on, which there always will be. Um, but I was I was proud of how everybody played and how we handled uh, the situations we saw Saturday night.
1: All right, so a guy who uh, knows a lot about the Utah BYU rivalry. How fired up are you for this week?
3: I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, Utah, they're they're always a great team. They're always you know super competitive. Every time I, I play I played them twice now. Every time you play them, they you know they they're ready to play. They play their butts off, and and uh, you know it's it's a whole lot of fun. So excited about this week. Excited to get things rolling. Um, Today and and uh, start moving forward to to Saturday.
2: So James, back <laughs> back years ago, Lavelle used to walk in during this week, and he would he would approach me early on a Monday, and he would say, Hance, just keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything." Because <laughs> <laughs> he knew I was the clown. He knew I was the loudmouth, and he would say, "Please just." I don't want to have to address something that you said I don't want you to be locker room and billboard materials said just shut your <laughs> mouth I want to know how does how does kalani and and this staff address you guys as far as how to conduct your business on rivalry week
3: uh, those uh kalani he he trusts us a lot to to be smart they'll always you know talk about stuff and and keep keep everything under control but he, he trusts us to be smart with the things we say. And, uh, and, um, honestly, he just trusts us to be focused and, and locked in for, you know, what we're trying to, to do as a team. And so, um, you know, having Kalani in the, in the team room and in the locker room is, is awesome. He, you can tell that he, you know, loves us and trusts us and and cares about how we do and, and who we become. So it's, it's awesome, but yeah, they, they, they trust us to be smart. I guess. <laughs>
1: Do you get uh, a lot of family members and friends kinda chirp in on you a little bit more this week than maybe other games?
3: Yeah, I mean well I mean cougar, cougar anywhere you go, they'll they'll be like, Hey man, good luck this year, oh and just promise you'll beat Utah and I'm like, Hey, <laughs> hey, we're gonna do our best in every game we play in you know what I mean? We're we're gonna come out and uh and play our type of football no matter where we at and hopefully we can do that this Saturday too. I'm I'm excited for the preparation, excited for the process and excited to get going
2: does it make a difference that it's played in your stadium
3: oh it's it's a lot of fun it'll be fun to have have cougar nation back in loveville edwards stadium back at um i think they announced full, full capacity a few months ago right so yep. we'll be we'll have a full house hopefully and you know cougar nation will be back and hopefully we'll have that thing bumping <laughs>
1: James MP joining us as he does every Monday at 10 a.m. right here on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is rivalry week. Uh do you have a lot of friends that play for Utah? I mean it's a the you know the funny thing is is we'll come on in a post-game show and you'll hear fans that'll call in, they'll be upset because how oh, these players are they're they're mingling with Utah fans and and it just they, you know they they want you to hate the opposing team as much as they hate Utah fans. And uh but here's the thing you've got friends you've got probably high school teammates you got guys that you know the play you know for you I got to imagine it's a lot of fun just because you're up against guys that you probably have some relationships with
3: Yeah I mean in in the past I think I've more people on that team right now I, I have a few friends over there you know Devin Kafusi and and Covey's Covey's a good friend those guys are those guys are awesome and and uh, I'm excited to, to compete against those guys again this year they're and and they're doing really well from from what I've heard and what I've seen. So I'm I'm happy for those guys and excited to get the chance to compete.
2: Yeah, hey, I wanted to ask you because I saw number seventy roll out starting uh, up front with you. Did the did the young man step on your toes much? How did how did Pay do in his debut?
3: I I thought he did pretty good. I, you know, watching the film, I I thought uh, I thought the the O line did pretty good. You know, like I was saying, and and everybody has some some room to improve, but. For a first start, I thought Connor came out and and he uh, was poised and under control and ready to go. And I mean, you you saw him play last year. Yeah, he's he's uh, you know big strong body, good good feet, good player. And uh, I thought he did well on Saturday.
1: What are some of the things you'd like to clean up going into week number two? Not just you personally, but just as, as an offense overall.
3: Yeah, just um, there, there's probably a, a whole list of things after after watching the film, you know, because. There's there's always something um, wherever you look, no matter how good you played uh, the week before. You know what I mean. So there's there's a whole lot of things. I think if we can just clean up some things with assignments and and uh, clean up some things, you know, pr- really across the board. I, I think uh, most of the things we saw Saturday are fixable, and and uh, you know, excited to get room. Hey,
2: what's the what are some of the differences between uh, Coach Funk? And the offensive line, basically, I'd say the combined offensive line staff that you had last year.
3: Um, there's there's a little bit of a difference that both 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 of the you know both Grimes Mateos and, and Funk they all know their stuff. They're really familiar with our type of offense. Funk Funk um, he, he's been in this offense for a long time, um, and so. You know, he knows the ins and outs, and he brings a lot of uh, a, a little bit of a, a different perspective from, from you know, a different place and a different coaching background. and And um, he's he's done a really good job at coming in and and being able to um, incorporate you know both styles in in our as we've gone forward. So I I think Funk's doing a great job. I think he's he's done well stepping in, and um, will continue to to do a good job
1: as well. Ninety-seven five, twelve eighty, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. There you go, James Empey joining us right here. Um, earlier in the week, and always good to rewind that back and hear some of the comments he has to make. Because this, uh, this one means a little bit to him. Guy that flirted with the University of Utah, decided to stay at BYU. We didn't even get into that with him.
2: Yeah, it means a lot to him. It means a lot to him. But you and I are just watching film of a guy that – is a difference maker. Um, the film review. If you go to twelve eighty zone dot com and you click on Hans Film Study, it's one of the top columns up top. Just click on that. Go to the Brant Keithy video. Every time I'm watching Brant, I'm like, that guy is a grinding jerk, which, yeah. is, which is great. Yeah, that you need. You need that. Brant Keithy is a difference maker in a game like this.
1: There's a reason why. You have said this, and we've talked to enough teammates where they've confirmed it as well. When there's a dog pile and there's a ball at the end of the at the bottom of a pile, you came away with
2: it. I came away with it.
1: Because I, cause you are willing to do whatever it took, right. even including some things that you may not be proud of. Exactly. Or that may be illegal in 17 states, including Puerto Rico, but you were willing to do those things.
2: That, that 21 other guys on the field aren't, aren't willing at the time to do to get that ball. Yeah.
1: You came away with that. Yeah. Um, Frank right. Keithy, in the video you just showed me is willing to do whatever it takes to get open. And if you need to see that, go to 1280thezone.com, click on the Hands Film Study, and uh, scroll down and find the Brant Keithy video, and you'll find out for yourself really quickly.
2: <laughs> like I said, you were willing to do whatever it took. There there I am, getting another fumble recovery. You're willing to grab, <laughs> twist. No. <laughs> only because it happened to me. I was just doing it back a little bit worse. <laughs> <laughs> I did set the record for most fumble recoveries in a year. I'm pretty proud of that.
1: There's a point where some guy goes, this ball's
2: not worth it anymore. (laughs) If you want it that bad, take it. Because I'm done. (laughs) I'm not in the fight anymore. You want it? You come get it. I'm done. I am not in this fight anymore. Yeah, but uh, to Scotty's point, go take a look at what lengths Brant Keithy goes to to get open. He will fight you every single
1: down. But it's but does BYU have that guy? That's the thing. You know that's because cause you and I were talking during that interview. They you, did last year. You've got to have those guys to win this game.
2: And I know people are going to be like, "Well, they had Zach Wilson. We played against Zach Wilson. And we beat Zach. But Zach Wilson last year was a different beast. Zach Wilson last year was a. He was that guy. Yeah that you just didn't want to face because he's that guy. Yeah. And Brant Keith, he's that guy this year. Devin Lloyd is that guy this year. Um, Maybe it's Peyton Wilgar. Maybe Max Tooley comes back. Maybe it's Max. But the thing is, I can point to Utah guys. I can point to Clark Phillips and say, that dude's a dog. He hasn't even played in this game. He's never played in the rivalry game. He's a dog. Devin Lloyd, he is a grinding dog. Uh, Brant Keithy is a mess. You don't want anything to do with these guys. Does BYU have that? Are they willing to take that step where the honor code office has a turn a blind eye to what happened on the field?
1: <laughs> because it's where it gets in this game. When Kalani Satake's got to meet with you and somebody from the honor code office. <laughs> yeah.
2: Kalani looks and goes, don't worry, <laughs> I'm going to make it go away. I, I got this. Yes, he's very he's very penitent, but then in the back, he's like, hey, bud. Do it again. Good job. It's kind of like your guy when you hit Peyton Manning, and go yeah. back to the huddle, he's like. we'll slap on the butt. Good job. We love you for it. Uh, you, you're going to have to take the next step because if you think Mika Tafua is just going to let BYU get this streak taken care of on his senior dime, <laughs> it's just. It feels like there's just no room to go. Like James Impey, and it, if he's not thinking, I cannot in my BYU career, having lost every game yeah. to the university I originally committed to. If that isn't in the back of his mind, and with every fiber that he has in his body, he is going to dump it into this rival game. then I, I, I can't speak for him as a competitor. I will tell you my fi- my senior year, I didn't have the best game. I you know, I did force the scramble in the final throw. Yes. Duly noted. We've gone over that, but nobody wants everybody wants to talk about Brandon Doman. Nobody wants to talk about my pass rush to end the game. I did hit um Arsenal on that final throw. It, I hit him. Was it Darnell? It was Darnell Arsenal. Uh but nobody wants to talk about that. No, it wasn't it was not my best game, but I poured my heart into yeah. it.
1: Well here's the thing, Max Hall mentioned, he goes, I did not play well in that game. And I was trying to remember the game. We pulled the box score. Max Hall in that two thousand nine game against Utah was twelve of thirty two from passing in that game. He was twelve of thirty two. That's not great. Not great, Bob.
2: But That's there was a, one completion that
1: but he really made, mattered. He made the completion
2: and made the play when he had to. Didn't you love that part of his conversation when he was talking about where his mind was in that moment? Yeah. Big smile on his face. Big smile on his face like, hey, what do I got to lose? This is what I live for. So I might as well go play okay. And, and he did. And he hit that pass in stride to Andrew George.
1: 126, Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, 97.5, 1280 The Zone here at Tim Daly Infinity. Uh, the most beautiful uh, show lot in the uh, in, in Utah, I'd say. You come by here and you take a look at these Infinities. Price to move right now, 0% financing, used inventory, lease, uh, brand new. Whatever option you're looking for, you can find it down here. And uh, don't think you can go to some other Infinity dealership down the road because they're the only one. If you want an Infinity, you got to come here and check it out in person. It's Tim Daly Infinity right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. Hey, hey, for the first time in two years, it's rivalry week. Kyle Whittingham and the Utes look to make it 10 in a row against the Cougars as the Utes head to Provo for another showdown with BYU. Your home for the best Holy Ward coverage is right here on the Zone Sports Network. Ah! From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah. The 97.5, 1280, the Zone, and the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 975 1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty here on
1: 975 1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. It's the Cougar Preview Show counting you down to BYU and Utah. By the way, if you're gonna send me videos on Twitter,
2: um, I didn't send you oh. No, no, I'm just talking about you, the listeners. listeners.
1: Including you, Tyler, um, you need to let me know that I probably shouldn't play that video with the volume too loud, because uh, some things were heard that kind of echoed through the dealership here at Tim Daly Infinity.
2: May- let me just tell you, Mayf- Ty, I'm going may- to be real blunt with this, Tyler. You really, you really messed up, bud. <laughs> Now we've got people over here coming over like, oh, yeah, I know that video. Like, coming from office rooms. Yeah. How loud can your computer? Is your computer hooked to the, the audio system I don't in the know. building?
1: I, I didn't know the volume was that loud. And so, all of a sudden, I hit play, and a guy said something on a video, and it kind of echoed. I mean, there's, the acoustics are pretty echoey in well, here.
2: Well, yeah, there, there was no lead up to it. I know. There it was just a
1: boom. And all of a sudden, all these dealers or, or these uh, sales guys were like, hey, man,
2: what's going on over there? That's not okay. Gosh, man. Awkward. Reference to your old buddy in high school. My buddy. That changed his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I really, I'm really interested. I, I want to listen back, if, if you don't mind, to Max Hall. You asked him a question about where his mind was in, the, in those moments. Yeah. We, we talk about the killer instinct. Max Hall had it in
1: spades. Yes, he did. And, uh, in fact, we can make that part of our uh, total recall. Brought to you by Angora Solutions. From concept to product launch, Angora can help you build a stable revenue stream via your very own Amazon e-commerce platform. Find out now at angora.solutions. Here's Max Hall talking about his mindset going into that last play and that last series in overtime.
4: It was intense. The anxiety was high all game long. A two-touchdown lead didn't matter, obviously. They came right back, scored. We go to overtime. They kick a field goal, and I'm going, holy crap. We were just up two touchdowns. Now we're down three, and this is it <laughs> in overtime, right? This is here we go. But you know what's funny about it is I remember taking a moment, you know, and, and trying to soak in the situation and, and where I was at. And I remember just kind of smiling to myself and being like, this is awesome. What, I, have a, I have a fantastic opportunity in front of me right here. Whether we win or we don't, I'm going to take a second. I'm going to soak this in, okay, smile to myself and be like, man, all the all the hard work and preparation comes down to moments like these. So why be nervous? Just go out, know that you've been prepared. Go out and execute and have fun and um, trust your guys that they'll make some plays, and that's exactly what happened. So, um, But it, it's a game and a moment that I will always remember for sure.
1: It's kind of a fun statement to hear him go back and talk about because those are the moments that you grow up playing with your buddies out in the backyard and you're pretending that it's you know fourth and seven or it's in overtime and you're down three or you got to go 80 yards with four minutes left and you're down four. I mean that's what that that's what you hope for. That's what you and I was talking to some of these guys at Utah State about the Washington State game on that final drive and what they were saying in the in the huddle going out there and it's just like stay calm, do your job and we'll go out there and win this game. And you just have to have the confidence that that's how it's going to play out. That's what's going to happen.
2: Well, yeah, you got to have that confidence and you just have to have this undeniable unquenchable edge that ju- that it's just a, a an engine in order to beat this Kyle whittingham Utah team this year that's that's it i mean utah fans i think probably are sitting back pretty feeling pretty confident about this game because they've they've got a lot of years under their belt of wins and utah's looking at this team like if they were picked to win the Pac-12 or at least win the division by a lot of pundits. Like, this is a really good team. They're a top 25 team. What are we talking about? This is going to be a game. Well, that, that's, the, that's why I look at it the way I look at it. Kyle Whittingham and the University of Utah, they've got every advantage. They've got every advantage. So BYU is going to have to go outside of whatever they've done over the last uh, nine games and 11 years. They, they have to step outside of it. And that takes a Max Hall-like attitude night. Maybe Jaron Hall has it. I guess we'll see. What's incredible is that the legends that are going to be written coming up this weekend, a legend is written almost every rivalry game. Something big happens. Who was it, Lloyd, that the blocked the, the field goal? Was it Burton? Burton. Brandon Burton. We just talked about Francis Bernard and his pick six on Zach Wilson. We can go right down. Andrew George, we recalled that game.
1: So okay, this is a good this this is interesting. Who on that BYU football team, if BYU wins this game, somebody's making a play outside that we're not talking about right now. Like Burton out of nowhere. Um, you, you know, there's somebody that's gonna have to make a play, offense or defensively, that usually kind of flies under the radar. That that especially in these really, really close games, somebody comes up and comes out of nowhere like, Ooh, I did not see
2: that coming. There's two names that Instantly jumped to my mind for BYU, Dallin Holker, I think he's going to have he'll have some big moment, or at least a couple of big moments. He's so much better than what he was able to show against Arizona. He's he's a very he is a very tough route runner, very tough to defend. And Isaac Rex is going to draw, I think, more attention than Holker will draw. I think Isaac Rex is going to draw the attention of the better zone looks and the better man-ons. And Holker should find some looks. Um, defensively, I could see it be a guy like Chaz Ayu. I think that Chaz has grown up in this rivalry. Yeah. His dad uh, coached for a time at the University of Utah. He was a part of that 2008 Sugar Bowl winning team, uh, working on, on development with that staff. And he's now been at BYU for some time. And Chaz had a really good game against Arizona. I could see it being... Chaz are you doing something big, coming up with that, you know, let's say yeah. one of the Utah receivers catches it on a quick screen, his legs get wrapped up, and, cover, and all you comes through and puts a helmet on a football. Like, those are the types of things I envision. Maybe maybe it's Chaz, maybe it's Holker. Those are just one name on, on either side of the ball that kind of jumped on my mind a little bit. Guys that, like, Holker grew up, he, right there in Utah County. Yeah. Grew up a BYU fan. He's known this rivalry for years. He he knows what this means, and he's been on a mission, and he was undercover in the game, the first game. So I expected more of him in game one. In this rivalry game, I expect him to show up. Was he a focal point? Through camp?
1: Yeah. I mean, we in that game against Arizona. Like, it just seemed like... They were
2: bound no. and determined not to Nope. He was he I just don't
1: they just wasn't targeted.
2: Yeah, the the usage wasn't high. Uh but but they spent more time looking at Isaac Rex than they did Holker. Yeah. But he, but I don't know I if I mean he, Holker's Holker's got some talent, man. He's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of talent. But if you told me if you if you gave me the two tight end groups and yeah, said you choose t- one.
1: You're taking Rex out of the game,
2: yeah. Oh oh I'd be Utah and BYU. Yeah, yeah, but if you're correct in that. But if 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 I handed you Utah's tight end group or BYU's tight end group, you're taking Utah's. Yeah, for sure. So they do have an advantage in that group, but they're gonna have to pick their poison, but yeah, I expect Holker to have some big moments. Uh could be Jaron Hall. The problem is, is it, where, what, I, what I know of Jaron to this point in his career for BYU, it could be all over the board, from not making it through four quarters to throwing a pick or putting the ball on the ground off a scramble to winning it on a touchdown drive. Yep. I don't know. I don't know how much I can trust him in, in a game like this. Kalani and Aaron Roderick know. And that's why they're rolling him out as the starting quarterback against Arizona. They got faith in him, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he I don't know if he's got that cutthroat edge. I know Charlie Brewer doesn't care. Yeah. To him this is just a This another game thing. means nothing to him. No, it's just no. it's just a new formation and it's different coverage and it's different personnel and to him it's like, Oh, here comes a blitzer. There's my hot. Oh, it's a three man oh, three man rush. Okay. Sit. Look, scrape underzone bam, hit it.
1: He's probably been asked a bunch of times, you know, other media or just random people coming up to him like, "Hey, you excited for this rivalry? This means a lot." And he's probably like rolls his eyes like I didn't grow up here. I'm just here for I'm, I'm just, s- just here for fall semester and then I'm going to get ready for the NFL like
2: I'm a super senior. I this means nothing to me. Yeah. Exactly. I
1: appreciate it, you guys. It means a lot to you, but I'm going to go out there and the USC game in a couple of weeks. That means something to me. That game, those games mean this game doesn't mean that much. I mean, and, and not that he's not taking it seriously. It's just not that the yeah, emotions and all that stuff. Just...
2: He'll feel it from the other guys that have been there. He'll he'll feel that immediate, you know, surge. But it's not going to mean the world to him like it might to yeah. a Britton Covey or a Brankethy, um or a Nephi Sewell or a Mika Tafua. Correct. It's not going to mean that to him. But he's still going to feel that from his teammates. And I don't know what I'd rather have, a quarterback that is drawn into this insane moment of the rivalry game or a quarterback that's like, <laughs> yeah, I remember playing in a New Year's Bowl and <laughs> I remember their, their scheme and that was a lot of pressure. Yeah, this, not so much. This is just a, a game. I'm on the road at Lavelle Stadium. I do wonder, there, there'll be 65,000, right? in a jam. I, I can't imagine this thing won't be a sellout, right? I would think so. Like not a not an empty corner. No, not fans arriving end of. You got quarter. tickets to
1: this game and you're not going. Shame on you! And by the way, we'll be giving away tickets to this game coming up on Friday.
2: The, the stadium. He'll he'll feel the energy of the stadium, which will be unique. That's been a while. I mean, you know, Rice Eco Stadium was a sellout, but. What would you say, 50% full, 60% full? Uh, Yeah, probably so. It was a sellout, but it was sparse. So this, I think, is going to be – everybody's going to feel that vibe when they come in. But Charlie's got a couple of years of Elisa Tuiaki and that defensive scheme, the rush three, drop eight, and then some of the stunt schemes that they run with different uh, tackles out, ends in. He's got a real sample size. I, I, I'm, it, it, from what I've seen uh, and how I already feel about Brewer, he's got a mind to break those things down. I, th- I think that Brewer's got the edge in this thing. Huh? Awesome. What do you think?
1: I 100% believe that. Like, I, I, I think this is – of all the things I'm wondering about who's going to perform, how well they're going to perform, Charlie Burris' performance, I don't – I'm not – that's one of the things where I plan on him playing really well in this game. I plan on playing well in every game this year just because he's got that experience, he's got that talent. The film study that you've broken down on our website at dot thezonecom Holy smokes, it's impressive. Watching and, him crack the pressures. You know, Kyle Whittingham, you asked him specifically how he handled pressure, how he handled blitz pickups, things along those lines. He said he was great. And then to go and see the film that you broke down, it's like, yeah. Like, there's, there's no doubt whatsoever that Charlie Brewer is the guy and should, be, should perform and handle himself really well.
2: For instance, let's just, say, let's just say that Charlie's offensive line is a little porous and he gets hit. He gets hit hard two times, one a sack, one a big hit after release. I think he gets up and cleans off his pants and is like, all right, what's next? I don't think in his mind it's like, this is going to be a long day. I just think it's it's what's next. Let's say he does throw a pick six. I feel – more comfortable saying man charlie is the type of guy i think he just buries the pick six and then you better stay focused as a byu defense as a byu team because that doesn't mean a lot to him he's a really he's an impressive quarterback and he was one of the more impressive things coming out of that weaver state video yeah he, you noticed he didn't make a lot of mistakes nope no sir his line did his running back did you had dropped balls, five of them, that hit guys in the hands. <laughs> there were there just wasn't a, a lot of mistakes from Charlie. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, and I think he just looks at this as another business opportunity. In his mind, he's probably like, "I wish it wasn't an eighteen-eight fifteen kick on. Where is it? ESPN?
4: Yes.
1: I wish
2: this was a. I wish this was a one thirty oh, kick. Oh
1: man, how great would that be? Oh prime time. I mean, this game by the time somebody on the, somebody, somebody's going to watch this game on the East Coast and it's going to start. I mean, it says 815, but it'll be 830, 835 after all the hubbub and everything and probably a slide. And so somebody on the East Coast isn't going to start watching this thing until 1030, 1035. You really think they're going to be dialed into this? No, that's a bummer. this game deserves to be prime the rest time. of the country really needs to see this game. All right. Hands and Scotty take a quick break. Come back. Wrap it up and uh, get you ready for The Big Show next here on the
4: Zone Sports Network.
0: The The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
4: Former Ute receiver and a rivalry week staple, he is Kenneth Scott with us. Why do you think sometimes these games don't go according to maybe how you'd predict? That's a great question. I really don't know because dating back to my last year there as the Vegas folks, I thought we had that game in the bag, thirty-five to seven. I'm like, oh yeah, there's no way they're coming back from this. I even put my helmet to the side, knowing I wasn't gonna get back in. <laughs> but I guess it's the football gods that you know wanted us to have that memorable type game per usual, so that families can talk about it on years on end. So. I think it's just the football gods wanting us to have a good case. Magic happens. It's something to talk about.
0: Catch the big show. Weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O Tires. the team you trust. On 975-1280 the zone in the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: It's Cougar Preview Show right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hans Olson Scott Gerard wrapping up another edition of the show. Hans, tomorrow we will focus solely on the University of Utah in their preparation of this game. And uh, remember, Wednesday's Cougar Preview Show, Thursday's U Preview
2: Show. Oh, man. This rivalry is kicking up a lot of memories, a lot of emotions. This is such a big year. Because it it went dormant for a year, and it's about to go dormant for two more years. I mean,
1: this is one game in four years between these two teams. Correct.
2: One opportunity. One opportunity for... (laughs) All of these BYU players that have put in so many years, all of these Utah seniors that they've got one last chance to put that exclamation mark on this rivalry game. And who knows what happens with this rivalry game if BYU does enter into the Big 12? Because remember, it's going to be a two-year hiatus, and then it's supposed to come back. But BYU could be into a Big Twelve schedule at that point, correct? And having to perform buyouts and move and change and redirect and who knows where it'll be.
1: It's kind of funny to think the next time these two teams play, BYU is going to be in the Big Twelve.
2: Very well, could be. I mean, I I would count on it. I would I would too. I would count it on it as well. <laughs> and, <laughs> For just a minute there, Scotty. You sounded like the kid on Goonies. What's that? The next time we see it, it'll it be oh, somebody else. We did a different...
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that all ends when you write up Troy's, Troy's bucket bucket. <laughs> this is our time.
1: <laughs> our time down here. Is it BYU's time Gosh, this year? God, there's so many dumb things like that. <laughs> the weird stuff that runs through our brains,
2: man. The next time we see BYU versus Utah, BYU could be in the Big 12. But That all changes when you get in that Big 12's <laughs> bucket. As he pushes the Big 12 logo. <laughs>
1: hey, uh, join the big show on Thursday, September 9th, coming up tomorrow. Mountain Mike's Pizza from 2 to 7. 3785 uh, West, uh, 104 South in South Jordan for their grand reopening. You can uh, beat Mike Smith, Utah Jazz broadcaster, in a shooting contest. If you do that, you'll win a 20 inch pizza. It's Mount Mike's Pizza on Thursday, September 9th with the Big Show. Why are we not there? I mean, I know we have a
2: remote to go to, we have a different <sighs> location, but. I just. I want to swim in a Mountain Mike's Pizza. Oh, man. You heard some of their different types of pizzas. I was
1: talking to Mike Smith about it. Mike's involved, and uh, that's kind of his baby. And he was telling me some of the ingredients and how they put things together down there. And let's just say, if you've been to Mount Mike's before, it is completely different now.
2: We got punked. But we're going to make it up somehow. All right. We're going to be there somehow. Your
1: perfect pizza.
2: Ready, go. Okay. I love
1: it when I, you go, like, all time? right, I'm down for the challenge. Much time do we Lloyd, have? how much time do we have? Ooh, we don't have a lot of time. It's
2: 30 Oh, dang it. Um, I don't have enough time. Okay. I really, I don't have enough time. Yeah, we'll sit on that. I, like, I'm I'm looking at it in my mind. Because I know,
1: you're, you, the wheels are spinning. You want to put together the perfect pizza.
2: I'm actually tasting it in my mind. You and I haven't eaten yet this morning. No, we have not. <laughs> and... Uh, Give me more time because I'm this will be three minutes. I need three, four minutes minimum. Five. I need I need a I need ten minutes. Ten minutes. We'll we do, need a top of the hour segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: hands and Scotty, big thanks to Tim Daly Infinity for letting us hang out here. Beautiful rides, 0% financing, great lease options, used inventory. Whatever you're looking for down here at Tim Daly Infinity, they can get it for you because you're not getting a brand-new Infinity anywhere else in the state of Utah. It's the only dealership, and it's right here, 4550 South State Street. That wraps it up for us. Big show coming up next right here on the Zone Sports Network.